From points across California, you're listening to the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. Hello and welcome to the Diz Unplugged Roundtable Discussion Disneyland edition for the week of February 21st, 2013. I'm your host Tom Bell and I'm joined by our Disneyland team, Nancy Johnson, Mary Jo Mulata Willie, and Michael Bowling. In this segment, Mary Jo takes the scenic route to Disneyland. You've been driving all over the place, haven't you, Mary Jo? I have. It's been taking, it's taken days. Um, so it it going, took me longer. You were going to Disneyland. Where were you going from? Okay, well, this particular trip starts from the LAX airport because a lot of our visitors um, fly into LAX. Awesome. And, okay. Um, just to give just a real quick background on this, growing up, my mom and dad used to love to take, uh, get in the car and take a, you know, the Sunday drive after church, etc. And when my cousins would come out from Texas, we would take them along the coast, and we used to call that the Mulatto Inland Tour. <laughs> it was regular. We did it so often. And then when we would, and then another day we'd go to Hollywood and LA, and we call that our Mulatto Inland Tour. So we had our inland tour and our coastal tour. Nice. That that we would do. So I grew up, you know, driving along the coast and and on the Palos Verdes cliffs, etc. And so it. It um it touches it, it comes close home to home for me. So when I see people on the Diz asking, you know, hey, I'm coming in. Uh, it's not a park day. My first day. We get in in the morning. What can I see? So I started thinking about, you know, the guy. There's so many cool places um, along the coast. How long would it take somebody just to drive from the LAX airport and follow the coast to, um, let's say, the the 55 freeway? which is in Newport Beach. So from LAX Airport along the coast to Newport Beach, how long would it take somebody to drive that and then go to Disneyland? And um, so I, what I did is I went and I did that. I drove along the coast, stopping several places. And like I said, it took days. And then um, last Saturday, my son and I uh, took a drive just from the airport to, to Disneyland without stopping, just to see how long it would take somebody if they just wanted to drive and not really want to stop, but just wanted to look at the ocean. And what can you see um, when you take this drive? You know, how often are you going through the residential areas, and how often do you actually get to see the beach and the ocean, et cetera? So we, we did that also. And at the end of the segment, I'll tell you how long it takes and how many miles it is I'm in total. How much gas is? And- uh, you know, it really <laughs> was. It didn't – I didn't uh, – it wasn't a tank of gas, that's for sure. It was probably okay. like less than less than half a tank, um, at least in my car. But, you know, a lot of people will go to the LAX airport, and, and some of them will get super shuttle. But for the people who do want to uh, rent a car, I highly recommend doing that and then taking Imperial Highway. And in less than five minutes, you're, you get your first view of the, of the ocean, and that's in the Santa Monica Bay. And if you take Imperial Highway to the very end, um, you come out to what's called Dockweiler Beach. And the cool thing about Dockweiler Beach is that they have fire pits there. So for people also who might want to come and spend the night by the airport because they're going to go to Disneyland the next day, they can go to the grocery store, which there's a Ralph's grocery store very close to the airport in a nice neighborhood, grab some firewood, go down and um, have a picnic at, at one of the fire pits or just walk it up and down the the uh, beach. And another thing um, is that the beaches here in Southern California are long stretches. 
So it's just like the, it's just one continuous beach that's cut up in different cities. So you're really not going to see um, too many private beaches until you get to Palos Verdes Peninsula. Um, so I pulled off on Dockweiler Beach. One thing about this part of California also is that the road that follows the coast, sometimes you're right there on the beach and sometimes you're on a bluff overlooking the beach. And this particular portion, we have a lot of sand dunes that people don't realize that there's a bunch of sand dunes there. So you have to go down to the beach. Unfortunately, you have to pay $7.50 to go down there. Um, but you can park along the road and you're going to be on Vista del Mar. And you can park on the road and walk down if you'd like. Or you could just um, pay the seven fifty and go down. But if you don't want to do that, then less than a mile away, um, you have what they call the Doc Wireless Youth Center. And that's another, uh, it's a parking lot. You can't miss it. And you just park in the parking lot, and that's metered parking. And one kind of a neat thing about that is they have the youth center to the right, and they have a gate because it's, it's a gated parking lot. They have a gate that you could walk to the beach. But if you go all the way to the left and you go through that gate, you're going to see a plaque over there, and you're going to see where it says Home of Hand Gliding. And back when hand gliding first started, and it is getting, you know, here in the in the uh, United States, I believe it started in Germany. But when it came to the United States and they started creating, you know, with all the aerospace companies we have here, um, people were, this one guy built a hand glider. In fact, he was a celebrity. And he flew off the, he flew off the bluff. And so people started doing that. And it's a nice, safe place because, the sand dune is uh, has a, um, a gradual incline. Why would you fly off a perfectly good bluff? <laughs> right, right. Well, it's it's a great place to learn how to hang glide. Oh, okay. That's what that's what this is, and they have they actually have hang gliding lessons there. For one hundred and forty dollars, you can go over there, and they provide the equipment, and they teach you how to hang glide. And they, I now I haven't seen this, but they actually have you run on the beach to to learn how to maneuver the 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 wings, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then they have you go a little bit up the incline on the bluff and they have you kind of start there. And the more confident you get and the better you get, you go higher and higher up the bluff till you get to the top. And then you take off and you can hand glide down around there. It's not really high. You really can't hurt yourself. Well, you can, but you can't. <laughs> it, it's not a well, yeah, really famous last word. I mean, I just said we wouldn't hurt ourselves, but... But, um, it's Mary Jo at WDT. <laughs> yeah, famous last words. But um, the the um, it's in 1961 is when they they flew the first one there. So if anybody wants to go see, you know, the home of hang gliding. Also, this is the area where the Beach Boys um, used to hang out when they first. They grew up in a town called Hawthorne, which is right next door. And El Segundo Beach is the beach they used to go to to hang out and. Yeah, or actually, I'm talking about Dockwater Beach, but El Segundo Beach is right next to it. They run into each other. But that's where they used to go hang out when they uh, played their music. And I actually drove to uh, where their house used to stand, but um, it was torn down by a freeway. Mm-hmm. But um, also, if you're in that area, um, you'll see since the LAX airport is close by, there'll be airplanes flying over. And when I was there, some F-18s flew over, which was kind of cool. And I was like, yes, because I work for the company that makes them. Nice. So, yeah, that was really cool. 
But from but there... She, she does have a financial relationship with that company. <laughs> yeah, I do have a financial... <laughs> it's my bread and butter. Um, one nice thing about this uh, particular beach is that you get a beautiful view of... You can see Malibu all the way to the Palos Verdes Peninsula. And you'll see cargo ships out there. Um, if you're lucky, you'll see dolphins. I have seen them from there, but, you know, you just have to keep watching. And, of course, the wildlife, we have uh, seagulls and, and pelicans, etc. And there's also, you can also do whale watching, but you're closer to the ground, and it's better if you get higher up to, to see the whale, the whales as they go by. And it's the season right now, so... Um, so going, continuing south, we're on Vista del Mar. That's the name of the street. And this part of it is also kind of an industrial area. So on the, as you're going south on the coast, on the right-hand side are going to be some steam plants. And it's not ugly, but it's not the, it's not a beach town to say. It's, you have this beach, um, that's kind of, you know, no buildings around there, nothing to obstruct the view. So it's really, really beautiful that way. And then you just, like I said, you have the industrial stuff on the other side. But if you continue down, um, you'll get to um, Highland Avenue. That's the same street. It just changes names because you're in a new city. And you're in Manhattan Beach. And Manhattan Beach is about uh, about six miles, no, about seven miles from LAX Airport. So all of that is pure beach that you're driving down. And then you get to um, Manhattan Beach. And there's now you get to the beach community and you'll see homes leading down to the beach as you go through there and you'll get to a street called Manhattan Beach Boulevard and they have the pier there and it's a beautiful pier that was built there then this is a really nice area if you want to stop and um, get out and look at the shops or, or have a bite to eat pretty close to LAX airport nice places to eat and they're local restaurants they're not chains um, another thing that I would recommend is choose before you take this drive. Are you going to want to have a picnic lunch on the beach or are you going to want to go to a restaurant? And there's plenty of places to do either. And the Ralph's that I had mentioned earlier is probably a two minute drive from LAX airport. They have a, um, it's a really good Rouse with a deli section and you can get food that's already prepared and make your sandwiches or if you want to go to like Subway or something like that, get some drinks and then you can sit out in one of these um, parks that you're going to be passing. But if you would rather eat at a restaurant over at um, Manhattan Beach, they have um, the Kettle, which is a really popular place, especially at after 2 o'clock in the morning when people have been partying all night. Yeah. They want to eat yeah. They want to eat over there. Um, I kind of like Manhattan Beach also because the houses that they have there, they're kind of close together, and they're not the cookie-cutter type of houses, the architecture. Uh, you can see how the people have just built onto them, and it just had a lot of character um, going through there. And then, like I said, when you get to Manhattan Beach, you could, there's a little parking lot right before the pier. To the right of that is a restaurant called the strand house which actually has um i would say probably my, you're talking under twenty dollars to, to eat there and they have burgers pizza salads sa um sandwiches and as well as regular home um, food if you want to have a a bigger meal you can walk out on the manhattan beach pier which was built in 1920 it's the oldest standing concrete pier on the west coast 
And at the end of it is a roundhouse. It's like an octagonal, octagonal, octagonal. What are those pronunciations? Um, octagonal. Thank you. Octagonal building well. at the end of it. And it's, it's kind of an iconic, um, if people look at pictures of Southern California, a lot of pictures will show this pier of, of the West Coast. So they have um, a museum there. It's a marine studies lab, and it's uh, a, a little aquarium there that has a shark tank, tide pool touch tank, um, has local animals, and it's open on Saturdays and Sundays, and it's free. It's also open Mondays through Fridays, 3 p.m. to sunset, and Saturdays to Sundays, 10 a.m. to sunset. So if you're over there, and especially if you have children, you want to go see what kind of animals that we have here. Um, I kind of found a lot of little places like that on this drive that offer things to look at and see that showcase our local um, life here, and not pretty inexpensive or free to a lot of these places. Um, if you just want to, you know, go walk on the pier and then get back in your car, then what you would do is um, continue on down. And as you continue driving south on Highland, you're going to end up in Hermosa Beach. And what's going to happen is you're going to, the street's going to come to a kind of a stop. You turn right, and then you continue on Manhattan Avenue. And all you have to do is when you drive on the coast, you really don't have to pay attention too much to the names of the streets. Just keep going to your right to get next to the coast and follow the streets, and you're going to be fine. But Hermosa Beach is a little bit different than Manhattan Beach. Um, it's uh, It has a place called the Comedy and Magic Club. Have you guys ever heard of that? No, I've heard of the Magic Castle, but I know that's not anywhere near there. No, 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 no. This is, they have a, a Comedy and Magic Club, which has... Typically, two comedians and a magician um, for every performance. And Jay Leno performs there every Monday. So he um, he doesn't have any um, other than – he just likes to perform in front of a live audience. So he doesn't own the, the club or anything like that. But um, when you go down there, you're going to go past a street called Pier Avenue. And at the end of Pier Avenue is the Hermosa Beach Pier. And um, this pier is just – a regular it's not it's not as pretty as the Manhattan Beach Pier but it's a nice pier to go walking out on it was built in 1914 um, all kinds of shops and places to um, eat and this is what I would really consider if you want to see what a beach town is like go to Hermosa Beach because that's where I would think when people um, back east or in the Midwest want to go out to California and go out to the beach and be with the surfer dudes and stuff like that, Hermosa Beach would be a good place to go to. Um, and the shops that they have there, again, a lot of quaint shops. They even have antique shops, so I don't know why they would have that by the beach. But they have antique shops, um, lots of things to get there, and lots of outdoor cafes, which are really nice over in Hermosa Beach. And... But if you're going to continue on there, you um, next you come up to a place called Kings Harbor. Kings Harbor is a big marina um, that we have over here. Again, there's you have the Chart House, Cheesecake Factory, Joe's Crab Shack. Um, Ruby's is a real popular diner in this area. It's been growing. I see it in more places now. But they have a Ruby's there. Another restaurant there called the Blue Water Grill. That's really good. 
And as you drive through there, you're going to see, have you, do you guys know who Wyland is? The oh, artist? yeah. The artist, okay. yeah. Wayland, isn't it? Well, it's spelled W-Y-L-I-N. Oh, okay. Wyland. Okay. But I used to say Wayland too until I, well, Wyland painted this huge mural in 1991 on this Dean plant that's there in Redondo Beach. And, you know, his typical, for those of you who don't know, the type of art he does is he does the underwater art, but where it shows the uh, where the water meets the sky. So the animals are coming, you know, half in the water, half out of the water, and beautiful, um, beautiful scenery. And he does this all freehand. He doesn't sketch out any of his paintings. He imagines what it would look like as whales um, swim past him, and then he paints it on the walls. And the murals are huge. This one... Um, I wrote it down. It's this particular mural is 586 feet long, 95 feet high. It's huge. And in 2011, it was the 20 year anniversary. So he touched it up. He said he gave it Botox, but he touched up the <laughs> the painting and he added a baby gray whale to it. Because here in Southern California, a lot of um, gray whales pass by pass by us. So that's kind of popular around here. So he added a little baby gray whale and he tested up in, you know, pretty recently. They also have what they call the seaside lagoon. If you have small children and you want to take them swimming, but you don't really want to put them out where the waves are in the ocean, etc. The seaside lagoon, um, has, uh, it's salt water. It's, it's the beach, but it's protected. And they also have grassy areas. They also have covered areas and, uh, Ruby's Diner supplies the food if you want to buy food there and eat there. So that's a lot of people with kids like to go over there. And it's only open in the summertime, though. So that's another um, place to see. Now, this area that you're in, where I'm talking about Kings Harbor, Hermosa Beach, coming up on Redondo Beach, it's a lot of boats, but it's still kind of a residential. There's condos on one side. There's some shops on the other side, restaurants. A lot of people um, walking um, over here. You're, you're going to see a lot of people walking their dogs, running, bicycling, riding their, uh, excuse me, um, rollerblading down the, the sidewalks over here in this area. It's just really, really nice. Um, when you get to the end of the street, it's going to curve to the left. There's no place else to go. And you're going to follow the street along. And then you're going to come out on Catalina Avenue. When you get to Catalina Avenue, you're still following the coast. You're going to turn right, which is continuing south. And you're going to um, get to a street called Torrance Boulevard. And at the end of Torrance Boulevard is the Redondo Beach Pier. Now, have any of you guys been to the Redondo Beach Pier? No. Oh, my gosh. Okay. The Redondo Beach Pier is really nice. Um, they have some fabulous restaurants over there. Uh, there's a real famous restaurant called Tony's on the pier. And I got to tell you a story about this. When uh, my cousins come out from Texas, the their uh, tradition is as soon as they get here that night, we eat at Tony's on the pier. They could get here at 8 o'clock at night. We're going to go to Tony's on the pier. Kids are sleeping on the boots, but we're eating at Tony's. So one year I thought, we're going to do something different. So I took them to Santa Monica to the promenade. And so Santa Monica Pier, right, they've got the Ferris wheel over there, and it's a famous pier. So I took them to Santa Monica Pier. We're looking for some place to eat over there. And so finally, I asked this person who works at the pier, 
what restaurant could they recommend that we would eat on the eat um, overlooking the ocean? And he goes, well, if you take the freeway and you go down to Redondo Beach, there's a pier there and there's a place called Tony's on the pier. Oh, my gosh, you should have seen the look that my cousin gave me. <laughs> Because <laughs> that's where he wanted to go, and I was like, "No, no, let's go to let's go to Santa Monica." So we ended up driving through horrible traffic to get over there. But um, so we ended up at Redondo Beach, and I'll have you. I'll, I'll also say that in this area, also at the time that they were filming Pirates of the Caribbean, what they would do is on the weekends they would sail the Black Pearl over here to the harbor. And they would just moor it there, and they would do their repairs, or they would, you know, fiddle with the ship and stuff like that. So people would just flock over. So I went there one day, and I read it on the Diz. On the Diz, they said that the Black Pearl was in the Redondo Beach Harbor. So I took off over there. I called Kelly, and she wanted to go see it. And sure enough, people were paddling their rafts to it and and everything. And we found out that Johnny Depp was there the day before, so we missed Johnny Depp. (laughs) Darn it. But we were there. Um, another nice thing about the pier is that um, you can park underneath if you wish, and you can go on the beach afterwards. A lot of people uh, – in February, I'll be there. I'm at Tony's on the Pier. They also have a nice Mexican restaurant called El Torito, which is a chain restaurant, but it's still good food. But we'll be over there on the pier, and we'll see people swimming in the ocean. And I just think they're just really crazy, or they're from Canada or something like that. But, to them, it's it's nice and warm. Crazy Canadians. That's Mary Jo at W. I was going to just say that before Tom beat me to it. Mary Jo at I'm sure you're going to get letters from Bonnie and Sarah. Bonnie, Sarah. But um, no, they should come out here so I could take them there and I'll take pictures of them. They probably do that. It says um, there's a certified farmers market there every Thursday. Yeah, there mm-hmm. there. You know, there's a lot of farmers markets here and, and if somebody can get the opportunity to go there and get the fresh produce and other items that they sell, especially in this venue, it's just really nice over there. And they also have a lot of, um, they, it's one of those places where you can go to where you could pick your crab and they'll steam it for you right there. So you oh. get fresh crab and. So you pick it and then you name it and you become attached and. Exactly. And then you kill it and eat it. <laughs> then you eat it. <laughs> And then you get a T-shirt that says, I got crabs at the Redonda Beach. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> You've been there. Okay. Cool. <laughs> you were holding out on this, Michael. <laughs> um, so, um, Tony, and then just to, you know, Tony's Pier, I think, really is a, a destination to go to, to to have a nice meal. And also, um, they have some kind of quirky shops over there. They have a lot of neat little places to eat, too. Like, they have a, a Greek little Greek cafe. You know, they're breaking plates and stuff like that and dancing, at least the one I've gone over by there. Um, but if you just want to, after you walk on the pier and you want to continue on down, what you would do is right alongside the pier, there's a little road that that goes along the uh, the beach and it has, like, little parking uh, stalls that you could park right there, and that's metered parking. And I've actually gone there during lunchtime from work to just look at the ocean, and you do see dolphins swimming just past where the water breaks to come out on the beach, really close to shore. So that's really um, kind of cool to see that. And you continue on to the end of that street, and you work your way up back up to Catalina Avenue. 
You continue on Catalina Avenue. Actually, yeah, you continue on Catalina Avenue, and you're going to come to a cross street called Esplanade. You go to Esplanade or just keep turning right, like I said earlier. Turn right, and you're going to end up on Esplanade. And, again, you're ending, Esplanade is a really nice drive from Redondo Beach to Torrance Beach towards the Palos Verdes Peninsula. You're on a bluff again, and it's a, a nice walkway, um, high above the, kind of high above the beach, and they have stairs or, or a ramp that go down to the beach if you'd like to go down there. And here you'll see a lot of um, surfers, um, people either um, boogie boarding down or the surfers, especially as you go farther south, um, closer to the Palos Verdes Cliffs, and you'll see this. And this is the beach that we went to as I was when I was growing up. We always ended up at this beach. Torrance Beach, which is nice. And the sand is different um, than the sand in Florida. In Florida, you have these beautiful white beaches. Well, here in California, our beaches, I wouldn't say are white. They're more like gray, maybe. And you'll see like black sand also, and it's minerals. It's not oil and tar, but it's the minerals in the sand. And so you'll, you'll see black in there. A lot of kelp over here, that, so they have a lot of the um, animals that that are there and um, sand crabs, which are kind of fun to to dig up. When you get to the end of Esplanade, there's a parking lot right there, and this is the beginning of what we call the Strand. The Strand goes all the way from here at Torrance Beach, at the base of the Palos Verdes Peninsula, all the way to Santa Monica Pier and a little bit beyond Santa Monica Pier. So it's 22 miles of Strand is between the street and the sand, so they call that the strand. And a lot of people will do bike rides. I actually did that with my dad before. We rode our bikes all the way from Torrance Beach to Santa Monica, stopping to drink. I drank soda, he drank beer. Um, at the Redondo Beach Pier and Marina Del Rey and the Santa Monica Pier. So if you want to do something like that, you can rent bicycles and also ride on the beach in this in this area. Um, again, as you're standing on this part of, which is the southern part of um, Santa Monica Bay, you can see the pier, you can see Malibu, the Santa Monica Mountains. Uh, you get a really nice view of the bay as it, as it spreads out. But then we want to continue, and now we're going to go into a little bit more, a different part of L.A., the Palos Verdes Peninsula. And this, I understand, is like the 81st richest place in the U.S. A lot of rich people. Oh, Quentin Tarantino lives over here. He lives in Torrance, as well as um, several other uh, famous people. Um, so you might see them on the pier. We, we've we seen people on the pier. We've seen people on the Strand when we've walked over there. And they're home, so we don't make too much um Pay too much attention to them, but there's there's a chance that you could see somebody uh, famous over there. As you continue around to Palos Verdes Peninsula, um, this this is where you get a more of a a rocky coast. The beach pretty much ends. However, you do have coves. The only way to get to these coves with their little rocky beaches down below is by walking down, and it's a it's a nice little trek. To go down, there's several places you can park along the the road when you go down, um, and you're also going through residential areas. So you're going, it's 
I had fun going along the uh, driving driving along the road and just looking at these gorgeous houses. When I was a lot younger, I used to like to go up there because a mayor, probably back in the 60s or 70s, had a bunch of peacocks, and he let them go. So they've kind of propagated throughout the peninsula. So if you go early in the morning, you could hear them call to each other. And I won't tell you that I used to call to them and hear them answer me. I won't say that or anything like that. But it's kind of cool when you see them flying around and, and also walking around. When... You walk, when you're up here, you're going to be on a road called the Palace Verdes Boulevard. You're going to go past a place called Malaga Cove. Now, one thing about Palace Verdes, all of the architecture has to be Mediterranean. They have strict rules because they want the area to look nice. And they also have rules on trying to keep the area looking natural so it doesn't look overbuilt. So these homes are beautiful. The, the parts that you could park on, along the, the coast are, are just absolutely gorgeous. And a lot of my time was spent there too because I, I had to stop at every little stop to see what I could see. And there's, um, again, you're way up high. So no matter where you stop, you're looking down the cliffs, you're hearing the wave, the waves crash against the, the rocks and there's huge kelp beds. These kelp beds are home to a bunch of seals. Um, the, a, a golden or orange fish called a Garibaldi is here too. You, you're too high to see them. You can see them when you're at, at the Redondo Beach Pier. You can see them in the, in the marina and stuff, but you can, you're not going to see them from here. If you're lucky, you can see whales from here also and seals down below. And there is a, a, if you're, if you guys are following me along with me on uh, Google Maps, there's a place called Bluff Cove. And there's a place where you can park above there. And there's a trail that goes down to a kind of a private beach. You'll find all kinds of surfers over here. I guess the way the waves are, um, it you get more of a wave here than you do on the other bigger beaches and the longer beaches. And so surfers will hike down with their surfboards down that trail and go surfing, of course. So when I was there, the really the surf wasn't really that high, but they were catching whatever waves that they could, and that was fun to watch. There's also a little um, shopping center um, called the it's the Malaga Cove Plaza, and they have a statue of Neptune there. That's a um, copy of a famous statue in Bologna, Italy. So they, like I said, they have this Mediterranean look. I probably pronounced that wrong. That's why I stopped. Um, they have a Mediterranean look to everything. Even the, the plazas are that way. And then if you come across a little church called the Neighborhood Church, it used to be a mansion that belonged to um, this man had, had built it. It was his summer home. He built this mansion as, um, a long time, back in the 30s, I believe. Or before that, in the 20s, he built it. And um, he ended up losing money, and he had to sell it. And he was trying to sell it for $250,000. Of course, these are now multi-million dollar homes. But in those days, it was $250,000. Nobody was buying, and a church bought it for $60,000. So now this church overlooks the ocean. And I believe you can walk in there, and they were saying that it's got marble... Um, the architecture inside the, the mansion 
is just really beautiful. The altar is just um, gorgeous with this over looking overlooking the ocean. So if you wanted to stop by and take a look in there, I didn't do it, but I'm going to next time I go, I will be doing it. But now you're on a street called Paseo del Mar. Again, there's different places you can stop. If you decided that you wanted to have a picnic lunch, you can stop along here wherever you want, or if you just want to get out and walk, or if you just want to drive and just see the scenery. But if you follow that Paseo del Mar all the way to the end, it ends in this little park, um, like a sanctuary park. And when I went there, I spent more time than I had intended because there was this hawk flying over, 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 and just the colors of the flowers that we have a, our hills are covered with a flower called a bougainvillea. And so you have these bright red and purples and oranges against the, the rock and the green, um, plants and stuff. And it's just, it's just really beautiful. But for you from- Walt Disney Worlders, bougainvillea is what they plant, um, or used to plant up in Journey to Imagination in Epcot. They used to have those planters all along the base of the, the glass pyramid and the colored plants would drape over. So. Yeah, they, they grow wild on, on these cliffs and everything. But from that point, thanks Nancy, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, from this, from this vantage point, you can see the, um, I could see the Hollywood sign. I could see, I couldn't see Los Angeles, but I could see Malibu, the mountains. It was one of those Santa Ana wind days, so the view was just gorgeous from there. And, uh, Hollywood sign and Griffith Park Observatory, I could see from there. So, um, I was, I was just enjoying the view and then the boats, you know, the, the sailboats and everything. But then, uh, you backtrack from there a little bit and then you go back up to Palos Verdes Boulevard and you continue on south. You're now curving around the, um, the peninsula a bit and you're going to come up to the Point Vicente lighthouse. And I do recommend stopping here for a bit because, uh, especially if you're going between the months of December and April because, um, this is a Really good whale watching spot. This is Point Vicente. They have a um, a little museum there that's open the second Saturday of the month, and it's free to go in there. But when I was there, the count since December was 640 something whales. They had seen three that day. I didn't see any, but it's just the landscaping is just really beautiful. Um, people are there. Some of them with their dogs. Some of them just over there with their big lens cameras or binoculars, just watching whales. And from there also on a good day, you can see Catalina Island. So I could see, so I was looking at Catalina Island in the distance and again, just enjoying the the scenery and the view of, of everything there. Um, so the Point Vicente um, lighthouse, I believe is a working lighthouse and well worth the visit. They have picnic benches there and they have a little park there. They also have trails that go down to the cove, um, excuse me, to the rocky coast. And they also have tide pools down there. So if you're a little adventurous, you can go down there. You can continue when you leave the Point Vicente Lighthouse, you continue and you're going to go past this development. It's called the Terranea development. They also have a, a golf course over there and another really nice trail that goes down 
to the coast, and you can get good views of the lighthouse from that trail. And this is where um, we used to have an aquarium called Marineland. And Marineland was pre-sea. What's the name of that place that we all go? SeaWorld, right? Mm. Before SeaWorld um, came about, we had Marineland uh, here on the Palos Verdes Peninsula, and uh, which was we had Bubbles the Whale, which was very famous. If any of you guys have ever heard that? Well, Marineland was torn down. SeaWorld just it couldn't compete with SeaWorld. And so for a long time, it was a huge vacant lot. And when I went there um, quite a few years ago now with my son, that's where they were filming Pirates of the Caribbean. So at least parts of Pirates of the Caribbean. So the part when they had the fort at the beginning, um, there's it's kind of rocky over there. That's where they filmed it. And then, like I said before, then they would sail the Black Pearl or, or pull it because I think the Black Pearl couldn't move on its own, right? So they would, they would, um, take the Black Pearl over to Redondo Beach on the weekends, but during the week it was over here at this, this part. You continue on Palos Verdes Drive, and then you're gonna see a sign that says Wayfarer's Chapel. Now Wayfarer's Chapel, um, we also call it the Glass Church, and Wayfarer's Chapel is, um, was built by Lloyd Wright, who is the son of Frank Lloyd Wright, it's a non-denominational chapel, and it's built almost entirely of glass. has some stone and, and um, wood. It's very natural looking. It has some beautiful gardens up there. And when you sit inside, you just see all the trees around you, and you just see the they have a, a like a steeple with a big cross on there. And it's just, I would say, maybe 50 people. It's a very small little chapel up there, but... Um, Jane, oh, what was her name? Jane, not Jane Mansfield, Lombard, got married there. Carol Lombard? Carol Lombard, thank you. She got married there. And her dress was so tight, she couldn't walk up these, there, there's all these stairs that lead up to the chapel. So the groom had to carry her up the chair, the stairs to go to the chapel. Um, this is a huge destination place for people from Japan. That they will come over to get married in this chapel just because it's so beautiful. And when you're up there at the chapel and you look out at the um, the ocean, you see you'll see what's called Abalone Cove. And Abalone the Abalone Cove is the beginning of what they call Portuguese Bend. And the, a lot of pirates used this for when they would come and and uh, do their business back in those days. And also Back in the 1800s or so, there were a lot of cattle ranches. You know, when the Spaniards came, they had all these, um, the, the Spanish king had given grants to people who had served him. And so you had a lot of ranches, um, big ranches, huge land grants and ranches. And horses were so plenty that people could ride their horses and and uh, just change change saddles when they got to the next ranch. It was just so plentiful. The reason why I'm telling you this is because they had a big cattle industry in those days also. And because there was no, the waters were too shallow, the ships couldn't come up to shore, and there were no, no harbors or piers or anything. So what they used to do is they would slide the hides down these cliffs, 
into Portuguese band, Abalone Cove in those areas. And the ships would send out, um, long boats, I guess, or the rowboats from the ships. And they would load the hides on those boats and take them out to the ships. And that's how they would do their, their hide trade back in those days over there. So when you're driving through there and you can see how, how steep these cliffs are down into this area. And another thing too is Portuguese Bend is always sliding, um, towards the ocean. So the road is very, it's like, it's like riding a roller coaster. Seriously, you're riding up and down. If you guys have ever, if you've ever done that drive, Nancy, you know what I'm talking about. But the mm-hmm. road is very, um, um, it's very dippy and it's fun for kids if their parents are daring enough to kind of drive a little bit fast on it. But there's times that you'll go down and you'll see the center line is split because the road has moved a little bit. Um, so they're every few months they're repainting, restriping the, the line for the road just because it's, okay. it's a continuous. Yeah. It's a continuous slip, um, sliding to the ocean. And, um, there's huge, I, I don't know if it's gas pipe or what kind of pipe it is. Water. I don't think it's water, but it's, it's above the road. They can't, they can't bury it because the, it would just break. So they have it on top of the road uh, along the side. So you can see that. And because of this, there's also no houses. So it's very, um, it's a nice preserve for animals, for hiking, for horseback riding in this area, just because they can't build any houses in this area. It's still safe enough to drive on. There's no danger in going there. It's just know that at times the that land is continu- continuously sliding. So it's another interesting port part of um, the road. So if you slide into the ocean, once again, that email address is Mary Jo at... <laughs> It's safe. No worries. Uh, and they'll tell you, you know, be, when you drive, you know, don't be, don't be reckless going down that road because it does uh, dip down kind of steep in a couple of places. And then as you continue sort of down like the radiator road, radiator springs racers. Exactly. Exactly. Throw your hands in the air, even if you're behind the wheel. Just throw your hands in the air and we. Um, when you continue on down, <laughs> just <Sorry>. like that. <laughs> We used to do that in the Ozarks, man. <laughs> the the roads in the Ozarks are, are quite like that, up and down and up and down, and then they twist through the farmland and stuff. Well, yeah. and and, it, and again, you're doing this, right? And Catalina Island's off to the distance. You have this ocean below you, and it's just, it's a really, really beautiful drive through that area. And it's one of the reasons why my dad used to go, let's, let's go, it's a, it's a, let's go for a nice drive. Um, as you go further south, um, you'll come upon uh, Donald Trump's golf course. If you saw the Yay. very first season of uh, of um, the Apprentice. Apprentice, the very first season, the guy had a choice of either um, helping to build a golf course in California or go to Chicago, and he chose Chicago. This is the golf course that they were building from that first season. And before he before he bought this golf course, the 18th hole had fallen in the ocean. Oops. So, so he spent 27 million dollars for the golf course, and then he spent 61 million dollars to shore up the area <laughs> for for uh, for the 18th hole. Which is so. What, what was the par on the 18th hole? <laughs> <laughs> that explains why he's still doing the Apprentice. <laughs> exactly. Right. Explains why he has no hair. <laughs> Natural hair. 
natural hair that is. But um, Nancy you know, at WDWF.com, <laughs> Mr. Trump. And I drove, I drove down around there also. I mean, it's just, it, again, you, this golf course, this is one of, I think this is his only U.S. golf course that's open to the public. So, um, anybody who really likes golf and they want to golf on the side of the, um, Pacific Ocean with some beautiful views, um, this would be a good place to go. And then, and when I was, when I was younger than I am now, back in the seventies, we used to go to this area and they used to have bunkers because with World War II, um, the threat of World War II, they built bunkers underground in case we were attacked by the Japanese. So I, I remember I used to, you know, my friends would say, Hey, let's go to the, the bunkers on PV and we would go down there and, I would think there's probably some like crazy drug and cat person on drugs who's going to kill us. And so I didn't, I didn't like to go there too often, but it was interesting that they had those there from World War II. And when you drive along here along the, uh, the coast, you're going to see we have like, there's a missile site over here, a lot of naval uh, yards, et cetera, that, that were built during World War II that are still in operation today. But after we passed Mr. Trump's, uh, golf course we now leave um palos verdes and we now enter san pedro and you can tell immediately the difference in um the houses in san pedro from palos verdes palos verdes is our multi-million mansion dollar mansions beautiful san pedro is a regular neighborhood so um you get back to the normal people like us and you you're going down the 25th now See, even the street, they can't carry the name. From Palos Verdes, drive, doesn't even get a name, it gets a number. So you're on 25th Street now. So if you take 25th Street, you get to Western. And if you, if you're ever in Hollywood and you see Western Avenue and you want to know where it goes to, this is where it goes to. And if you take Western, you turn right and you get on Paseo del Mar. And there's a, place there's a park down there called the royal palms park and also white's point this has a real nice little beach um to go kind of like a protected beach to go swimming and at low tide this is a wonderful place to go um see um the tide pools this is this would be the place that i would recommend if anybody's going to come to the la area and come to disneyland and they wanted to see tide pools i would tell them come here to white point it's called White Point Beach. Um, it, they do charge. There's metered um, parking down below, but it's not really expensive. They have a little park area called Royal Palms with palm trees down there, and you can walk forever um, along among the tide pools. When I was growing up, we would come here quite a, quite often um, to go there. Um, you really can't continue on Paseo del Mar because last year part of it fell into the ocean. Yay. So this is a recurring theme with you <laughs> in this section. <laughs> well, you know, it's nature, you know, that's just, and you, I, I, I look at these multi, these, these really expensive homes and I'm thinking who in their right mind would, would live in a house on the edge of a, of a peninsula that's constantly falling into the ocean. But there you go, those Californians. So we're, you, we're a wacky bunch. We're a wacky bunch. That's right. 
Well, you know, down uh, here we need geological surveys in, in certain areas in order to buy a house, not just the standard home inspection. <laughs> exactly, right? Earthquake insurance and mud insurance, mudslide insurance. Mm-hmm. So we continue. Um, now, if you're just, you know, not going to stop in any of these places and you want to just keep driving, you would go back to Western Avenue, go back up to 25th Street and continue right, turn right. And you would go all the way to a street called Gaffey. And at Gaffey, you turn right. A couple of things um, that you'll see there on, on um, as you pass on the left, there's a lookout. It's called Lookout Park. And this is actually when the um, the magic came into the Portacal for the first time. I stood up here and I took pictures as it as it entered our harbor for the first time. So it's a neat place to watch um, ocean liners come in, come in and out. You can see there's a lighthouse called Angel's Gate down below. You can see that. You can see out to Long Beach. Um, nice views of of San Pedro from up high of the of the LA Harbor. In San Pedro, you can also see the Vincent Thomas Bridge, which I'll talk a little bit. I'll talk more a little bit later. So after this lookout point, um, if you continue on the right-hand side, there's a park, and there's a huge Korean bell, and it's called the Korean Friendship Bell. It was given to us by um, the Republic of Korea back in uh, in, um, ni- in, se- in 1976 to celebrate our bicentennial. And the um, bell is rung four times a year. It's rung on the 4th of July. It's rung on August 15th, which is the Korean Independence Day. It's rung on New Year's Eve. And it's rung in September. Do you guys know why they ring bells in September? I didn't know this. To coincide with bells ringing around the country to celebrate. What do you think? Mexican Independence Day? No. Labor Day? (laughs) No. Number. Constitution Week. Oh. I never knew that. So if you hear bells ringing in September, hopefully it's for Constitution Week. So now, now I'm gonna because I'm such a nerd, I'm gonna go up there during September so I can hear them ring the bell. So um, where the Korean bell is, it, it's a huge park that it's it's high up. And it's kind of neat. When I was there, people were flying their kites, and there were a lot of lovey-dovey boyfriends and girlfriends. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what I thought. All those young people learn it. Exactly. Making exactly. more young people. Making more. Well, hopefully, hopefully not there. But um, <laughs> you never know. Now that would be a scenic drive. <laughs> yeah. That's why it took me so long. Oh, I'm sorry. We're not talking about Venice Beach, are we? <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> so um, after, if if you want to go up to the Korean Bell, it's a nice little place to to go check it out. The park, like I said, is beautiful. Kind of windy up there because there's nothing to break the wind. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was guys on Sorry, the junior high school person in here <laughs> just came out. So we only the up. father of a ten year old. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> So we go back to Gaffey, we go to the end of the street, and we come to a place called Point Furman Park. And Point Furman Park is another park. Um, I know they used to do a lot of hand gliding there. I know that for a lot of people that was the last time they hand glided there, if you know what I mean. 
<laughs> um, yeah, so I don't know that that's allowed anymore. They have a lighthouse there um, that's reputed to be haunted. So a lot of people like to go there at nighttime and check out the lighthouse. Um, there's certain times that the lighthouse is open. You can climb to the top, which is I think is kind of cool. And when I was there, again, the view of Catalina Island, the view, a little bit, you could see a little bit of San Pedro, not too much, but the view of the ocean, and you could hear the, I could hear the seals barking in the distance, and again, just a beautiful park. This one, I would recommend having a picnic there at Point Furman. The park's a little bit wider, a lot of trees and squirrels and, and stuff like that. But um, let's leave Point Furman now, and then we're going to back to Paseo del Mar, we continue uh, to the right, to the end of the street, and it used to be just a big parking lot, but they've changed it now. They've developed it into a place to go and just kind of reflect as you look over the ocean. They have like these, it looks like a little amphitheater, a wooden amphitheater, so I wouldn't be surprised if they ha- had music sessions during the summer there. It was really pretty. And you can, again, it's another place where you can see uh, San Pedro, uh, Long Beach. I like to go over there and try to see the Queen Mary from up there. Um, Catalina, you can see the lighthouse. Down below is what we call the is Cabrillo, Be- Cabrillo Beach Park. And they have a, a museum there, the Cabrillo Beach Museum, where you can actually go down to the beach. Um so you have a really nice view from that spot. But when you leave that spot, you're on a street called Pacific Avenue. You're going to go on Pacific Avenue and um, go past Fort MacArthur. That's closed now. It's it's a um, museum. They do use it, but it's not so much a, a base like it used to be during World War II. You get to a street called Stephen White. If you go down Stephen White, um, you'll end up at the Cabrillo, um, Cabrillo Beach. Cabrillo Beach has a park, it has a beach, it has a, a museum. The museum is free, but they ask for a donation of $5 for adults, $1 for kids and seniors. This place is really cool for, um, if you've never seen Grunion and you want to see, and you want to see, um, go Grunion hunting or, or see the Grunion hatch, this is a really good place to see that. And, what, I Gr- love the Cabrillo Beach Museum. Yeah. So you've been Aquarium. there. Yeah, I've been to the Cabrillo Beach Aquarium. And it was a great time. Went with um, Zoe's uh, class I, um, I, over the summer, yeah. I think it's one of those hidden treasures. Wouldn't you say so? I would. And it was, one of the things I found interesting about it, um, unlike the bigger aquarium museums, um, they have a, a very challenging compact space. So the aquariums also serve as walls and dividers. So they'll have a wall and they'll have a small wall built and the aquarium will be halfway through each and they use whatever's in that tank to discuss exhibits on both sides. So the tanks have to be really well thought out. I- because you may- Maybe talking about completely different topics on either side of the wall. It's just really well done. Yeah. It's just real, and the tide pools there um, mm-hmm. are also are really cool. And for those who are into movies and stuff, this is where they film the the uh, 
the boat scene at the end of Face Off with uh, John Travolta and, and Nicolas Cage, where they're in the ocean chasing each other on the boat and stuff like that. That was done in this area. And um, again, they have a park over here that you can walk. Um, oh, the grunion that I was telling you about. The grunion are fish that come up um, certain times of the year. Southern California is one of, I think, one of two places in the world where they where this happens. They come up with the wave. The female digs into the sand with her tail, and she lays her eggs. And then the male surrounds her, and he um, he um, releases his milk to fertilize the eggs. There goes, there goes our clean rating. <laughs> Are they related to snipe? <laughs> Just, no, you can actually. But they do this at nighttime. They only they do this at the new moon. Well, you hunt you've for heard, you've heard of grunion too. running before, haven't you? Yes. <laughs> See, and, and you have to go at you have to go um, late at night, like like I don't know midnight. However, with the uh, curfews on the beaches, it's kind of hard to. There's only certain places that you can actually see grunion run. But if you go on a full moon night, and you see all these silver fish on the on the beach when the wave goes down, and then the next wave comes up, and then they, you know, you see them wiggling down to the water. It's just, it's just a beautiful part of nature to see. But if you get a chance, I highly recommend Cabrillo Beach uh, Museum, and I think Nancy also recommends it. Mm-hmm. As and the beach leave. there is nice too. It's really simple, um, really nice. That park is is lovely. Well, um, and because the breakwater's there, it's a really mm-hmm. good place to take your kids. It's a mild beach. Yeah, there's there's you don't have the waves there, um, so they can go swimming in the ocean without being knocked down by waves and stuff like that. You know what? This is a good point to tell people. Our ocean is much much colder than the Atlantic. When you go to Florida, even though you're on the same parallel um, or a similar close parallel, our water is not nearly as warm as theirs. Well, um, and that's because keep that in mind comes, when you go swimming. Yeah, the, you know the water comes from the north here on this side on on the west coast, and the water comes from the south on the west east coast, right? The current. Mm-hmm. So it's like Nancy said, it's a lot colder here. So that's the first thing you will notice. Um, things shrivel. <laughs> <sighs> okay, so we'll continue on. I, I'm just saying, just just be prepared. <laughs> the water was cold. <laughs> but it's um, it's oh, and the waves splash a lot more than you expect. And deep yeah. too. Say that again, Tom. Nothing. Oh, right. oh yeah, it does. De- it does get deeper quicker. Oh yeah, um, in in the Pacific, and um, and you know if you if you th- if you think you are going just to you know wade and get your ankles wet, yeah, don't do that because you're going to be finding a store to go shopping for new clean dry clothes. I I say do it and enjoy. Uh, well, yes, yeah. and then get in your rental car. <laughs> soaking clothes. <laughs> what the heck? It doesn't matter. It's, it's all fun. Yeah. Um, near the Cabrillo Beach Museum, they have a street called 22nd Street, and we have 22nd Street Landing there. Whale watching. Um, they have deep-sea fishing boats that leave there, half-day boats. If you just want to go on little uh, fishing excursions, you can go to this 22nd Street Landing. 
um, or the well watching, like I said, and they have a restaurant there. I haven't tried it yet, but they have a restaurant there. So you continue on 22nd Street, you get to a street called Minor, and now you're coming up to, um, it turns into Harbor Boulevard, and that's where Portacol is. And Portacol, back in the 70s, was a, oh my gosh, it was such a, a neat place to go to, to go eat different foods and go shopping and stuff like that. And I think in the 80s, we had this economic slump and in the early 80s, and so it never it never regained that bustling, touristy type type place. Despite that, they have some pretty good restaurants there. They have um, a place that you can go. Um, you choose the fish that you want to eat. They're not I, they're 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 not live, but they're fresh. And you choose them, and they'll do like stir fry, or they'll cook them for you right there. And you can sit out there and watch the boats come in and out of the harbor. Um, from that place, and there's also an Acapulco restaurant um, that I like to go to and go sit on the patio and watch the ships. If you continue along there, um, there's a little maritime museum that honors World War II and the the guys who fought in it. And at the end of this area is where the magic comes to stay when Disney's cruising out of California. Which isn't happening Wonder. for a while now. <laughs> Yeah, aren't they gonna? Are they gonna like totally pass us when they go to Alaska? Um, uh, oh, no, I'm sorry. This year they will. They'll be here yeah. in 14. Though they're not stopping in LA. They'll be in San Diego. Okay. Oh, my family will like that. Yeah. Um, they also Princess Cruises are here. The Love Boat used to be filmed here, and, and love boat, yeah. and new. Well, it was at one time. Come <laughs> aboard. So. We continue on, and um, we leave Ports of Call, and now we're going to go on uh, the Vincent Thomas Bridge. And the Vincent Thomas Bridge goes from San Pedro to Long Beach, and then there's another bridge um, that we're going to go over called the Gerald Desmond Bridge. But on Vincent Thomas Bridge, that's a suspension bridge. It's, um, it's really 1500, cool. pardon me? It's really cool. I've driven over it. Oh yeah, I love that bridge. And when they first uh, create, when they first built it back in the '60s, it used to be 25 cents to cross the bridge on both both sides. And then they, um, when the bridge was halfway paid, then you only had to pay one way. So if you were going from San Pedro to Long Beach, it was free direction, and from Long Beach to San Pedro, you had to pay. So you'll see a sign. They still have it there that says free direction, and that's why it says that because we used to have to pay a toll to go over the bridge. But um, as you go from the Vincent Thomas Bridge and then you go over the the um, the Gerald Desmond Bridge, you'll see there's a lot of industry here. That's because this is such a huge, I think it's the largest um, cargo-based port on the yes. West Coast. Yes. So it's, and there's also, you'll see there's a, a lot of petroleum. They they There's oil here. And so you'll see a lot of oil wells here also. And then we used to have a, um, and I was, I was so bummed not to see it then. We used to have a crane here called Herman the German. And Herman the German, there were three in the world. It was, they were the largest cranes at the time. And we captured it from Germany in World War II. Russia captured one, England captured one, and theirs sunk. And ours we were able to bring, and we used it until, um, Kind of recently, and it's now in the Panama Canal. So for those of you who go on the Panama Canal, look for Herman the German over there. 
and wave hi to it because I miss it. Um, as you go over the two bridges, you now end up in Long Beach. And downtown Long Beach has been developed into a really nice place now. Because of the petroleum and the oil wells, etc., they wanted to build some derricks out in the ocean. And Long Beach uh, made an agreement with the oil companies that in order to to put their oil derricks out there, they had to put money into improving the, the landscape in, in, into the city. So they did do that. And so you have a place called the Pike, which is named because there used to be an amusement park called the Pike, which is kind of what um, Paradise Pier is, is themed after places like the Pike and the one up in Santa Cruz, I think. And they also have um, the Long Beach Aquarium is here, which is awesome a awesome aquarium. The Aquarium of the Pacific is the official name. And it's it's a really nice aquarium to visit. It's um, one of the uh, popular destinations here besides Disneyland and some of the theme parks. And you can As- get conjunction tickets on the next attraction Mary Jo is about to talk to. Which used to be a Disney property. The Queen Mary? Yeah. I didn't know that. Disney owned that and the Spruce Goose. I didn't know that. And then well, they sold them. <laughs> and the the hangar for the Spruce Goose is still there. The hangar for the Spruce Goose is still there. And That's in fact... they were going to build Disney Sea out there at Long Beach. Oh, yeah. okay. So they bought it like years after and I guess they couldn't make it go and then they, they let it go, right? Yeah. And the Queen Mary um, at one time was the largest ship in the world. I didn't measure. I, I not measured. I was going to check and see if it was how it fits a, 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 in comparison to the fantasy and the magic. You know, and it's one of the more haunted ships in the world, supposedly. It is. They have haunted tours on the Queen Mary. It's a fantastic place if you come out during Halloween. They have uh, mazes or hollow. They have uh, Halloween tours there, also, and. Um, it's now a um, a hotel, and there's a mm-hmm. really yummy restaurant at the top over there, too. Um, near the Queen Mary, and you'll, you're going to see it because it has the famous three smokestacks yep. um, that you'll see. Um, near the Queen Mary, you have the Shoreline Village, which has a lot of good restaurants, etc. And we're going to continue on um, Ocean Boulevard is the name of the street. Going through Long Beach. Again, Shoreline Village is a good place if you're hungry by the time you get here. And as you drive down Ocean Boulevard into Long Beach itself, you're going to see some islands that I had just mentioned. These islands are named after the four astronauts who um, died um, in the early years in the 1960s. So they call them the astronaut islands. As you, as you um, follow Ocean Boulevard... The name of the park is Bluff Park. It's a beautiful park. You can park anywhere. There's no cost. Um, if it's a really nice day, you might have a hard time finding parking, though. You can um, walk along the second like promenade or go down to the beach over here. If you go all the way to the end of Ocean Boulevard, you're going to end up in a parking lot, and you can go to the beach there if you don't want to park alongside the street. But if you don't want to do that, you're going to turn left on, I wrote the name of the street, 54th place. 
Bayshore Avenue, and you're going to come to a place called, um, you're going to turn on 2nd Street. You're going to end up on a place called Naples. And Naples um, is kind of like Venice in the fact that they have uh, gondolas here. There's a lot of canals in this area, and you can go on gondola, very romantic gondola rides um, in this area. It's also famous. There's a one of the um, rivers comes out to the to the ocean here, and they have boats that um, have like they have like a light parade during the winter months, during Christmas time, through here. Yep. As you continue on Second Street, you're going to get to PCH. Turn right on PCH to continue your ride along the coast. You're going to get to Seal Beach. If you want to try a different community, that you can go here on Main Street. Follow Main Street, and that'll take you to the Seal Beach Pier, and also another quaint area to go shopping and going and looking at it. But if you want to continue on PCH, you're going to end up going through the um, it's uh, the Bolsa Chica. Well, actually, you're going to go past a town called Surfside. And you're going to see an, a water tower there that's been converted to a house. So if you if you see this round building and you're saying, wow, that's a really cool place. Yes, it used to be a water tower. And yes, it is a house. Somebody does live there. Um, next, you come up to Bolsa Chica. Bolsa Chica on the left, you're going to see it's a huge reserve. Um, they spend a lot of money in this area to try and keep the natural preserve, reserves. Um, it's, a, it's a huge ecological uh what do you call that? Preserve? No, um, effort. <laughs> the English language is conservation. Eight, conservation and efforts that they that these um, beach cities um, are are uh, really concentrate on. So they have a huge reserve there. There's you can't build on it, and Bolsa Chica really is a big sandbar between. Um, the ocean and this preserve and we're we're actually driving on a sandbar and it turns into Huntington Beach Huntington Beach again has a beautiful downtown area um there's a if you book through Dreams Unlimited Travel and you do the Southern California package you can actually stay at the Hyatt Hotel and it has a walkway over the the road that goes straight to the beach when I was driving over here, it was getting, uh, it was kind of getting dark and people in January had bonfires on the beach. It was so cool. It was like 65 degrees, really nice people with their bonfires. And I drove past the Huntington Beach Pier and at the end of the pier is a Ruby's Diner. So if you want to eat at the end of a pier, you know, at a, at a, uh, typical California diner, um, you might want to do that is eat at the end of Huntington, Huntington Beach Pier. Um, but if you continue in PCH, you're going to eventually finally get to um, the 55 freeway. And the 55 freeway is right at the beginning of Newport Beach. And if you take the 55 freeway, that'll take you um, from the beach area straight up to the 5 freeway. And then you take 5 north and then you get to Disneyland. So if you um, want to take the route from LAX all along the coast, get to the 55 freeway, and then back to Disneyland. And the other day, like I said at the beginning of the segment, I drove this with my son, 
and it took us without really stopping um, two hours and 45 minutes and it was 80 miles. So if you have some time, like you have three, maybe let's say half a day, you don't want to, you don't need to get to the resort until later to check in and you get in maybe let's say 10 o'clock or 11 even. Take a drive along the coast, see some of our beautiful sites that we have here. Um, I do recommend maybe looking up some of the, the different things to check out the museums, etc. Enjoy our beaches, find food, and then get to Disneyland nice and relaxed. Excellent. Thank you, Mary Jo. That is going to do it for this segment of the Diz Unplugged. Be sure to catch our other Disneyland shows this week. And, of course, we'll be back again with you next week. Until then, remember, Disneyland is always more magical when it's shared. Thanks for listening.